views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. My name is Dr. Friedman, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me. Empowerment Radio is about giving you the insights, tools, and solutions to address some of the most challenging aspects of our daily lives. So sit back, relax, and empower yourself. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman. And uh, yeah, today we're going to talk about a topic that I actually didn't want to talk about. <laughs> but it's good to talk about it because I think it is uh, in the forefront of so many people's minds. In fact, it's about 90% of my clients' greatest worry right now. And as you know, it's only about 40 or 41 days away that the election will happen. And I think maybe more than ever before in the history, as long as I remember at least, uh, the anxiety level around this election is to the roof. So many people are worried about what will happen if their candidate doesn't win. People are afraid about the future of the democracy and the future of the economy, the future of the environment, the future of just our social communities in general. People say this is about saving the soul of America and others say, well, we have to make America great again. So there is so much not only anxiety, but also conflict that is palpable, that so many are struggling with and feeling overwhelmed by, that I think it's an important topic to address. What can we do to not freak out during this time? What can we do to not get just swept away by all this, I think, frankly, craziness at times? where you just wonder what's going on in the world. I mean, if you have watched the debate, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was not normal. That is not how two adults are supposed to talk to each other. That was not what you hope to be the leader of the country. So, yes, no wonder that we are scared. And there are a few reasons why we are scared. I mean, I already talked about that there is a, a worry about you know, the future of so many aspects of our country, but also the future of the world. But then there is also this, this feeling of complete overwhelm. There is so much that we are bombarded with, so many just outrageous news, just uh, always something else that somehow takes our attention away from what we just tried to digest to another big matzo ball that we don't really know how to think about or deal with. That kind of overwhelm in itself just creates a great instability inside of us. And then, of course, there is also that, you know, wondering, what is the truth anymore? 
I don't know who to believe anymore. Apparently, all the media is just fake news. Apparently, there are alternative realities that we have somehow to believe in. Apparently, there is a whole world in the conspiracy theory world of just unknown heroes that are saving us from the reptiles that are running the world. So there is a lot of just, you know, lack of groundedness where we know this is what we can rely on. Not even science is supposed to tell us the truth anymore. Not even those trusted voices are supposed to be the one we can listen to. So that in itself is very confusing for the mind because it wonders, where do I get now my information from? What can I lean on? And a lot of people just uh, feel uh, stressed and overwhelmed just by that. Another factor that creates anxiety, and I'm just listening or listing these factors because I think it's important that we are not just looking at the anxiety as, that's the emotion, that sucks, <clears throat> let's just get rid of it. But really understanding how does the anxiety get created inside of us? What are the factors that makes us feel right now? So yeah, afraid, overwhelmed, worried, you name it. Well, another factor is also the incoherence in our communities, even in families. There are so many people I talk to that tell me that they don't talk to their friends or their family anymore because they have another uh, political uh, leaning. And so they don't get along. As soon as there is anything about politics coming up, they are feeling like, well, there is war within the conversation and there is no way to build any bridges or make any peace. So again, people feel often just disappointed or isolated or abandoned. Another reason to feel like, well, this is a world that is scary. And maybe one of the most profound reasons, but not a lot of people talk about, is that our values have been challenged. What I mean with that is that that what we used to believe in, we used to believe in truth. We used to believe in decency. We used to believe in respecting each other. We used to believe in the fact that children need to be protected at all cost. We used to believe that doing something correct, politically correct, not calling people with a different color of their skin names or seeing them as the enemy, that that is the right thing to do. So many of our values have been just tossed aside and just overwritten by other values where it's about winning, where it's about making money, making the economy strong. Values about, for example, you know, again, the honesty of telling the truth is no longer as important as long as it serves the purpose of not creating a panic or serves the purpose of just somehow getting the agenda that is seemingly more important, let's say, for example, the financial agenda moving forward. So what I'm talking about is that we are uh, living in a world right now where 
up is down, left is right. And we just really have lost footing in how to navigate through this weird reality that we have been somehow pushed into. And I don't want to get political, but I think it's really important that we, just as individual, are able to face the challenges, face this election, face whatever is coming up. And the election is not the only challenges. We know there's COVID, there is the environmental challenges, there is the racial unrest. There are a lot of challenges right now that we are all dealing with. I think it's really important that we are facing those challenges from the most grounded and the most heart-centered place. And that means we have to deal address and overcome the anxiety and the insecurity within us. We have to disconnect from that what is so crazy and chaotic outside of us, from that what wants our attention, from that what wants to trigger our anger or fear, and really come together individually and as communities and really create again a foundation on which we can find our resilience, our strength, our inner resources, so that we can overcome those global and also challenges in the nation in the best possible way. And this is what this show today is about. I want to focus on three things. I want to focus on how to focus again on the inner world, how to reconnect with yourself, how to calm your mind, then how to really tap into your inner resilience resources. What does it even mean to be resilient and how can we practice resiliency, especially during the time where we really all need it? And the third one is a check on your values. It's just a good idea sometimes to ask yourself, what do I really believe in? Have I forgotten what I believe in? Have I just uh, overwritten everything my parents taught me? And all of a sudden, I have just followed a path that actually makes me scared. You know, when I don't really believe anymore in that, what I, thought, what I thought were my moral ideas, you know, the, the lay of the land of how I wanted to go through life. When that is gone, I, of course, feel lost and anxious. So we want to check on our values. I'm just going to ask a few questions for you to contemplate and at the end, we're going to do a meditation, just a meditation to go through this time in the most calm and clear way. So it's going to be a great show. We'll be right back after the break. So if you want to grab a pen and paper, that's going to be a good idea. And uh, I'll talk to you after the break. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken, but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. 
Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions. You can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message Delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U.com. How to be more resilient during this really turbulent and challenging time is the topic of the show. And if you have any comments, questions, or just want to vent your election anxiety, call in 800-930-2819. Again, that's 800-930-2819. And you can also leave a comment on the Facebook page or on the Transformation Talk Radio chat box. And we'll check and would love to hear from you. Now, before you think, well, you know what, politics, not for me, not interested at all. Think about that politics is pretty much doing so much of your life. So if you say you're done with politics, you're ignoring that politics is not done with you. It will always affect you. The way your environment is, the way the infrastructure is, the way the laws are, the way the judges are, you know, things that we just cannot overlook. In the end, politics is a business, not of the politicians. It's the business of the people. We are supposed to be directly the checks and balances for the politicians and their politics. And that is exactly our chance now in 40 days to take a little bit of our power back and vote, vote. It's really an important time right now. Having said that, let's focus on the mind and the anxiety and have the first step of calming your mind already in the forefront of your mind, which is accept 
except simply that this is the best you could do so far because you haven't listened to the show and maybe you didn't really know the resources that you have inside of you to calm your mind. So have a little bit of compassion. You know, so many people that feel anxious and worried beat themselves up because they are feeling those feelings. They don't see themselves as strong. They feel like, well, everyone else has it together. What's wrong with me? And that self-judgment is a huge drain of your energy. And it's almost like you're scaring your mind even more by being so critical with it. So having a little self-compassion, just knowing that this is something that really is ultimately a sign of your mind, this anxiety, that it needs a little attention, that it needs a little bit of TLC, and that you want to really be more for your mind, be more attentive and really address more how to make this anxiety less the predominant emotion in your life. And for that, you want to look at what you're feeding your mind with. You know, there is this, uh, this notion that, you know, basically we have to watch out. Well, it's not a notion, it's a truth. We have to watch out what we are feeding our body, but so little is paid attention to what we are feeding our minds with. And when we are watching, you know, constantly our favorite news outlets or we are going to social media outlets and we are looking at all those conspiracy theories or all the ranting and all that what's, you know, offered there to somehow get you emotionally involved. Well, you're obviously feeding your mind with a lot of information and a lot of the information is negative. And a lot of the information is charging your mind with anxiety. So get off the media or news or social media binge, because it's not true that you're going to feel better when you have more information. In fact, the more information you have, the more also emotional charge you have, because it is just overwhelming. You probably know already all you need to know for you to vote. So you could just step back and say, I'm going to give myself a two, three day rest, or I'm going to limit my, uh, my exposure to the news to only 30 minutes a day. Plan of mine took two day fast of media. She said it was completely different. She felt all of a sudden calmer. She could sleep better and she was certainly happier. So watch out for what you put into your mind and also shield yourself from the negativity of others. You know, it's very tempting to call up your best friend or your, your brother and, you know, start ranting and venting and just uh, riling each other up. Or you listen to, you know, your father-in-law who is just of the opposite opinion and you get really internally almost exploding, exploding because you just feel like everything he is saying is completely wrong. And, that's all negativity. It all creates more anxiety inside of us. So disconnect. Don't just go into the temptation of the comfort of having someone that's on your side and thinks the same. But in the end, you only feel more stressed and more attached and more involved in a way that ultimately makes you only feel powerless makes you only feel anxious because what you feel is probably more frustration and anger than anything else. 
to allow yourself also to step away from that and instead attend to your inner world. You know, so many times we feel powerless that the outer world is just too overwhelming, out of control. We don't know if we can really make a difference. The people, the circumstances we're in, everything seems somehow out of our reach. But we always, always have control over our inner world. And that also means how we see a situation or a person, how we think, feel, how we believe about them, and what actions we take. The inner world is really a, a sanctuary that we unfortunately often ignore. You know, I read the story about this Vietnam, uh, this prisoner in a Vietnam prison camp uh, who was, I think, more than a decade under horrendous situations uh, held captive. And he said that the way for him to survive this time was to go into this inner world and go back to his childhood where he helped his father to plant seeds on a field. He went every day through the process of plowing and then, you know, raking and then planting the seeds and he watched the seeds grow and he envisioned taking care of the young plants and he imagined how then eventually he was uh, harvesting and all of this was keeping him engaged. His inner world was predictable, was familiar, was harmonious. And even while he was beaten and tortured, he didn't really succumb to the pain. He didn't break because he could always find that strength, that predictability, that connection to the inner world that really kept him sane throughout this entire time. And, you know, we heard stories like this before, but I find it so fascinating how the inner world is such a safe place if we choose to make it this way. So that can be that you meditate. That can be that you are really visualize and just go into daydreaming. Daydreaming can also mean just that you are going into a place that either you want to be, you know, go on a little vacation to, I don't know, uh, to Hawaii. And even though you may have never been there, just enjoy walking on the beach. It can be also that you're dreaming the outcome that you want, the world that you want to see, the changes in the country that you want to see. Dare to dream. For the subconscious, it does not make at all any different whether you are dreaming, imagining, or whether this is really happening, which is, as you know, the reason why we can read books or watch movies and be totally enthralled in it. So it doesn't have to be just sitting still and watching your breath or just taking, you know, paying attention to your body or letting your thoughts go, which are all wonderful things to calm down your mind. But for some, it's hard. For some, it feels like, Whew, I don't know, I'm wrestling all the time with a hyperactive mind. Another way to calm your mind down is simply to take it by its hand and bring it on a trip, on something very pleasant, on you know, laying in the grass, just 
walking up a mountain, swimming in the ocean, whatever it is that makes your mind feel, oh, and that's the reality. This inner world is paradise. This inner world feels that I can actually relax, nourish myself, and find more clarity this way. So that's another wonderful way to, for you to, to get into this place of calmness. And calmness brings you new perspective. Now, when you do feel that, okay, now I have, again, that sense of I'm in control of my thoughts, I don't go into negativity, I don't feed myself with anything that doesn't serve me, and I'm more in charge of my inner world, I have been actually attending to that sanctuary within, then you're going to feel more clear and empowered on what actions you can take next, what you can do to make this uh, period of time not just something where you feel like you're a bystander, completely passive, unable to make a difference, but instead realize I can actually do something. I can actually do something that makes me feel better and more empowered, like a client of mine who uh, will become a, a voting observer in another state. And, you know, there are official positions you can apply for. And if this is something that you feel inclined to do, or if you want to support an organization that you believe in, or uh, just, uh, you know, go to the, to the people that you feel like, you know, they are uh, undecided and you want to talk with them and hear them out. All of those things are possibilities for you to feel more engaged and more empowered. So take care of your mind. And once your mind is calmer, then you can also go into those inner resources of resilience. Now, what is resilience? I think resilience is something we are hearing a lot in the last you know, few years, but what is actually resilience? Now, the definition of resilience is the ability to mentally and emotionally cope with a crisis. And that sounds you know, pretty good, right? It is when we are able to deal with something we actually don't really find ideal. That's not really what we want to have in our lives. When we're able to deal with it in a way that we are not losing ourselves in the midst of it all. Resilience is not that there are never any problems. Resilience is not that, you know, when you are facing an obstacle, you're just not seeing it as an obstacle, but you're just, you know, hopping over it and moving on. And no, resilience is when you get beaten down, when you feel that, you know, you have lost your footing, when you do feel, you know, that is a defeat. Something really happened to you that knocks you off your feet. And then being able to somehow find that strength to get up and say, okay, now what? What can I do now with the situation I'm in? And they are very specific factors. There are specific pillars, resources inside of us. We all have to be able to go through life with greater resilience. And those factors we're going to talk about after the break. Are you meeting your sales goals? 
your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. What is something we can do to become more resilient? So we talked about calming down the mind, which I think is just the basis of it all, right? I mean, our mind is working in overdrive. And, uh, and sometimes I have to admit, when I have been really engaged and let my mind work really hard, I even work at night. I dream about things that have been happening or still somehow think about them as soon as I'm waking up and probably half asleep as well. So yeah, calming the mind down, emptying the mind, making sure the mind is really in a place of harmony and, uh, and a place of, yeah, rechargedness, because that is also something we are not realizing how often the mind may be just drained. That is the basis or resilience. That's certainly number one. You cannot really find resilience if your mind is super stressed out. But once you have engaged more in calming your mind and getting your mind into a good baseline again, now what can you do to work on your resilience? Now, I see resilience like a muscle. It's like a skill. It's not something necessarily that you are you know, born with and you're naturally better, maybe some of the qualities or some of those inner resources are for some easier to to get to than others. But in general, it is a muscle that needs to be practiced and, and flexed and utilized. And, uh, and so I'm going to tell you a few of those resilience resources. And uh, to practice them, I'll give you an affirmation. Each of them has an affirmation that you can just use and and remind yourself of the mindset. Because a lot of what resilience is about is also to have a new set of beliefs, a new perspective or attitude towards life. And that is something that we have to practice internally to remind ourselves, oh, wait a second, I'm not seeing myself the old way anymore that made me feel stressed and powerless. 
I'm seeing myself in that more resilient mindset. So the first resilient pillar or resource is acceptance. And from acceptance, then focusing on the solution. So you could say there are two. The first one is just accepting what is. And we all know how easy it is for us to resist whatever we don't like. You know, you're hearing something or you're dealing with someone or you have an opinion about something and you don't like it. And so you get attached to that feeling of not liking it and you're resisting whatever that represents inside of you. And the more you're resisting it, the more energy you're giving to it and the more energy you're losing, which is one of the reasons why so many people feel drained and powerless right now because of that lack of acceptance and that, that drainage of energy through resistance. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't stand up against something you don't want or like. But the 24-7 engagement in, I resist it, I don't like it, I hate it, that is what needs to be shifted into acceptance. Just simply saying, okay, this is what it is. This is a situation. And then, which is not giving up, by the way, this is not a sign of defeat or complete you know, surrender and just letting things happen to you. It's simply making yourself clear about the reality that you're dealing with or the reality how you see it. And then you go to the next step, which is now what? What can I do with it? So you're, you're thinking about what the solutions could be for you to have a better outcome or to change the situation in a more positive way. And this is something you want to practice, not when you're you know, again, feeling overwhelmed or stressed, you want to practice this every day. Let's say you are driving along and then all of a sudden, all lights on red, you're sticking there in a traffic jam and uh, what can you do? You can resist it, you don't like it. And then you say, no, I'm going to drop the resistance and I'm going to ask myself, now that I accept that I'm here not moving, what can I do to make the situation better? This can be calling a friend. This can be listening maybe to some book on tape. This can be just breathing. This can be like my wife always does, sending Reiki and positive energy to all the people around that are also stuck in traffic. You can utilize this gifted time in a way that is making your life better. Or you are, you know, Maybe uh, going uh, through the day and all of a sudden you're realizing that you have a big stain on your shirt and you're at work and you feel like very self-conscious. How many people have seen this stain? Mustard, ketchup, whatever. What can you do? Except that maybe some people saw it and maybe people thought whatever they thought, messy eater or poor thing. What can I do with this situation? Well, what you can do to make it better is to learn to simply be open to know that you don't have to be perfect. Be open to also accept that you cannot control other people's opinions. And it's okay for you to have maybe some people judging you as long as you are 
learning to not judge yourself. So there is an opportunity to make the situation by simply having more compassion, more understanding, more acceptance for yourself, no matter what other people are thinking. Imperfection can make you feel stronger if you are embracing it. And when it comes to right now, the election situation, maybe there is something also that you feel that you can accept. Right now, I accept that this is a mess. This is something that's challenging. There is a lot of uh, maybe divisiveness or, uh, or conflict. And what can I do with it once I accept it? I'm going to be a source of harmony and peace. I'm going to be someone who is positive. I'm going to be someone who is actually bringing people together and building bridges and accepting that we may have differences, but there are more things that connect us than divide us. And that's my decision. See, when you are going through acceptance and finding a solution, again, you will never feel that a situation is only negative because you always see that there is something for you to grow from and something for you to make yourself and the situation better because of it. And the affirmation that may help you there is, I completely accept what is, and I focus on what I need to do to make the situation better. Whatever problems I'm facing, I always find a solution. Now, another pillar of resilience is optimism. And optimism is basically the realization that everything is temporary. Everything, no matter how bad it may feel, has also an expiration date and it will change. Optimism is looking at life, not for the obstacles or problems, but for the possibilities, the potential, and that what may come afterwards. And for that, you really need to look at life as that what, you know, just 24 hours in a day can really model to you that after every night, there comes a day that after the darkness, there is light that when we are in pain, often soon there is peace afterwards as we're healing or feeling better. When you're practicing optimism, you just automatically feel like that life is more that river that flows. And even though there may be sometimes a little boulder in the way and you may feel stuck, eventually you find your way around it. Eventually it's going to keep on moving forward. And seeing that more in a bigger perspective, knowing that nothing is eternal, all is simply temporary and moving forward, can give you also a lot of hope in that time and really feeling like, yeah, I can see life with a greater ease and a, and a greater flow. And the uh, affirmation for that is, I know that there is day after night, that there is light after dark, peace after pain. And I'm optimistic that whatever happens, something positive will transpire. That's also something you can practice. And in that regard, I would invite you to go back into your past and think about times when you did feel 
stuck or when you felt like, oh my God, this will never change. Like a client of mine who had been dealing with anxiety for a long time before she started working with me. Now, looking back, she said, I am so glad that I had this anxiety and that I worked with you because it really changed my life. I'm a more grounded, compassionate, and resilient person than I ever was before. I lived on autopilot. I lived in this illusion of having to control everything. And now I know what I can control, which is myself, and that I can also be in that place of optimism and positivity because I see now that, like with my anxiety, it went away and something better came afterwards which was ultimately my understanding that I can love and accept myself for who I am. And that's a beautiful example. And you may have examples like this too, where you were struggling maybe with one of your kids, or you may have lost your job, or you were dealing with health issues, and you felt this going to last forever, this will never change. And then look how everything somehow evolved and changed, how doors opened, bridges were built, and, and you could see, yeah, I actually have more reason to be optimistic than be pessimistic. Another pillar. Another pillar is to get out of the feeling of being a victim of your circumstances or the people around you and taking responsibility. Now, I know that no one wants to see themselves as a victim because it's such a negative connotation. But often we do, especially when we do feel powerless. It feels like, you know, something is done to us. And often it is. It is that in the moment, maybe something has been taken away from us or something has been really done to us to hurt us. But it doesn't mean that whatever happened needs to keep us in that role of the victim. And that's, again, you're never powerless. You always have a choice to change perspective on it and to do whatever you can to make the best out of it. And this from the victim place to taking responsibility also includes that you're asking yourself, so what can I learn from whatever happened there? How can I grow from this? And how can I, looking back, say, well, maybe I should have done something differently or maybe I should have done it better. And to practice this, you can really, again, go into your past and ask yourself when you felt betrayed, hurt, victimized, and then see how maybe even if it's a long time ago, there are still nuggets of learning and growth in those situations that give you a sense of, yeah, I can take responsibility. And I can also understand that maybe this is something I was a little bit conspiring into happening. When it comes to the election, it may be something that four years ago, you can look back and say, I was too complacent. I was too like, uh, I'm not really into it. And I have really not voted. Maybe now you can say, well, I take responsibility for that. And I learn that I want to be more engaged. And I want to be someone who actually does a better job in taking their uh, sacred responsibility for the future of the country. Or maybe you have felt that, you know, you were someone who, you know, in that victimization role was going into 
that uh, you know us versus them mindset and was dabbling into too much anger and maybe even hate and now you can take responsibility and ask yourself well is that really how i want to be is that really my truth and then you can say well maybe this learning opportunity is for me to have a greater sense of uh, what it does to me when i am going into this negativity how it actually you know eats me up how it's darkening my soul how i feel just uh, heavier whenever i go to that more you know bad place of emotions and i choose always love light compassion over darkness that can be also an opportunity where you say now i grow even from that circumstance that i certainly don't prefer right now and the affirmation for that could be no person or circumstance can take my power away i choose to take complete responsibility for my thoughts feelings beliefs and actions and the last pillar i want to talk about the last pillar of resilience is that network of support how important it is to just reach out and ask for support and you know there was this uh, psychologist uh, emmy werner who uh, was studying in the 50s uh, 700 children that grow up in Kauai and uh, just wanted to see for 40 years it's a long project how they were developing and in particular she was interested in 200 of those children that were coming from so-called risk families that were you know rather poor and had uh, difficult circumstances in the household that they grew up in and she found that 71 of those 200 children actually were coping very well with the difficult circumstances that they grew up into very responsible and uh, yeah empowered adults that took their lives into their own hands and navigated out of that uh, you know a sense of poverty into making something out of themselves and she wondered how did they do this and what she found that one of the greatest resilience factors they had was that these kids were connecting to people that believed in them people that nurtured them supported them but also guided them with boundaries or showing them that you know this is the right path and this is the wrong path so having this kind of mentorship or support that network of love and an understanding made all the difference for these children so when you feel right now alone and isolated in your anxiety don't stay there you know reach out whatever it takes reach out to people that you know maybe are from you know complete uh, different uh, political spectrum but you know that they care about you so you just connect not through politics you connect through the heart you connect through that what has always been there is something that you know was the foundation of you know your friendship or your relationship you can also reach out to people in the church you know maybe you want to reach out to people that just live next door and start making those connections 
so that you realize that what I think we, really the world needs right now, that we are all in the same boat. Maybe we have all these different ideas and hopes and beliefs, and maybe we look different, but in the end, we are all the same. We're all in the same journey, all in that same boat. And unless we are all coming together as one to address the challenges that we globally are dealing with right now, there is maybe no future for this planet. So we need to really overcome our ideas of being so different, us versus them, and come together as one people again. Now, this is what resilience is about, and uh, there is certainly a lot to practice. Now, I talked about values, and I think I'm going to do just a, a separate show on values because, unfortunately, we are running a little bit out of time, and, and I wanted you to have this uh, meditation on really being calm and resilient during this uh, election period. What I would like you to do, though, about the values is just to ask yourself if you're now thinking different, believing different than four years ago. If you now have noticed, oh, I veered a little bit off. Maybe I'm not really seeing as clearly who I want to be and who my parents raised me as. Maybe I believe a little bit more in safety than in freedom. Maybe I believe a little bit more in social media than in science. Maybe I believe that the borders need to be secure, even if it means we can throw children into cages. Whatever it means for you to take responsibility over your beliefs, look into how your values may have shifted in the last four years and simply ask yourself, is that really okay? Is that really who I am? Isn't that a source of anxiety that I actually betray myself by simply now letting things go or making excuses for others, even though they're acting in ways that I would not want my children or my family to act as? So just check on the values and then make some adjustments. And as I said, we can do a whole other show on that. Now let's meditate. Meditate on staying grounded and heart-centered during this election time. So just close your eyes. Take a few breaths in and out. Exhale tension of your body, stress, anger, anxiety. And inhale, peace and stillness. Let go of resistance, attachments to the past, attachments to the present that you don't want to accept, attachments to the worry about the future, And bring yourself with every breath into the here and now.
then remind yourself of your own resilience affirmations and reaffirm, I completely accept what is. And I will focus on what I need to do to make the situation in my life better. Whatever problems I'm facing, I always find a solution. I know that there is a day after night. There is light after dark, peace after pain. I'm optimistic that whatever happens, something positive will transpire from it. No person or circumstance can take my power away. I choose to take responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, beliefs, and actions. And I connect to people that love, accept, and believe in me. I'm not alone. We are in it together. And then set your intention for this period in our lives to bring peace, love, healing, and prosperity to the entire country, to the entire world. Let go of all those own political ideas and focus on what you deeply want for every person in this country and the earth to evolve into the most beautiful and purposeful expression of themselves. Imagine the most positive and desirable outcome of this election and the future of the country and the world. And then connect to your inner source of compassion, peace and love and imagine this source as a beautiful light within the core of your being. Focus on this light and notice the source of this light to become brighter and more brilliant with every breath you take. And then imagine that all people living in the country have this source of light and love within their core. Connect and align with their lights and send compassion, peace, and love to each and everyone, no matter whether they share your beliefs or not. Realize that we are all guests on this beautiful place, our earth, that we all have the responsibility to respect and support the planet and each other the best way we can. Pray and intend that all of us will get in touch with the love 
for the land and its inhabitants, the people, animals, and plants, and that we are moving forward with the united mission to create harmony, equanimity, and peace for the world. Pray and intend that the election will lead to the best possible outcome for the country, the world, and humanity. And that we are all able to let go of our differences and disagreements and unite in the realization that only together we can heal the earth and keep it beautiful and livable for our future generations. And then take another few breaths in and out. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes again. Now, fortunately, I have to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. You can always rewatch on my YouTube channel. Until next time, stay calm, grounded, and resilient. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. 